0: this is pure opelka with michael pelka only on the blaze radio network
1: welcome welcome to wednesday feels like a monday but it's a wednesday aren't we all lucky we get to do this and have a short week i hope your long holiday weekend was long and was a holiday And you actually spent some time thinking about the reason you had a long holiday. I hope you enjoyed Chaos and Clarity. I was just so happy to be a part of it and thrilled at the way it came out. I received so many nice messages from many of you who said, Hey, that was great. Well, thank you. Uh, I have to give credit to the, the big brains who were really behind it and putting it together doc thompson and sarah put it together and uh doc is is always driving on those projects i love him for that but um, great great to be back i i did play a lot of golf i am uh tired of golf for a while so i'm happy to get back into the news cycle so much going on some of it just insanely stupid but I want you to be part of the sane part of it. I want you to be part of the actual positive, moving forward on things. Now today, yeah, you should weigh in. Today, you should be a part of this show. How do you do it? The phones are open, 888 900 3393 We have a lot to talk about. I already posted... A vital question of the day on the Twitter this morning, very early, because it was bugging me all weekend. Do you think President Trump needs to apologize to CNN? And the question came up because uh, CNN this morning, one of their anchors, an anchor, not a commentator, a news anchor, talked about the person who made the CNN video meme and uh, the little videotape with their, their logo in, in place of Vince McMahon's head, claiming he apologized and then pausing and saying, your turn, Mr. President. So CNN's expecting an apology. And I just want to know if you think CNN is doing apology. Just wondering. You can see it. It's on the Twitter at Stunt Brain. It's pinned to the top of my Twitter profile at stunt brain, all one word. And you can weigh in if you want. But I I have to, and it's already 92% say no and 5% say yes and 3% can't make up their minds. They're lost somewhere in the abyss. But I'm really steaming this morning. I'm steaming mad at the, the neighbors to the north, the Canadians. I'm just I'm I'm absolutely stunned beyond any comprehension of what Canada is doing. Canada the Canadian courts have said that um, they need to pay 10 million Canadian bucks which is about 8 million American dollars. 10 mil- 10.5 million Canadian dollars need to be paid to a man who was held in Gitmo, in Guantanamo Bay. The man is a Canadian. Uh, he spent 10 years in Gitmo. And why was he in Gitmo? Well, he was fighting. He was fighting against American troops in Afghanistan. And the Canadian government's going to pay him $10.5 million Canadian. Think about that. The guy's name is Omar Kadir. Omar Kadir. He's 30. He sued the Canadian government because they did not protect him. And he claimed they conspired with the American captors, who he also claims. uh, Well, he claims we abused him while he was in our capture. Now, here's the deal with this guy. Omar Qadir admitted to throwing a hand grenade in 2002 in a firefight in Afghanistan. All right, let's dial it back. 2001, we're attacked by al-Qaeda. The World Trade Center goes down. Almost 3,000 people die. We go overseas to root out al-Qaeda to find Osama bin Laden. As we are there fighting in that battle, This guy engages in the battle. He throws a hand grenade. It kills a member of the U.S. Army Special Forces. It also severely wounded another member of the U.S. Army. The man who was killed, Sergeant First Class Christopher Spear, Special Forces. The man who was wounded, Sergeant Lane Morris, severely wounded. He's blind in one eye as well. Now, this, this guy, Omar Qadir, admits he threw the hand grenade. He was also 15 at the time of the event. He was 15 years old, but he was fighting on the side of Al-Qaeda. We capture him. We lock him up. He spends 10 years in Gitmo. And in um, 2010... We reached a plea agreement with him that I guess would send him back to Canada. But in that plea agreement, he, he admits to actually throwing the hand grenade. He gets back to Canada and decides he needs to sue the country for not taking care of him because he was, he was there. Now, here's the weird part about this. This guy, this, this convicted terrorist... Who Obama released because Obama okay you, you get it this convicted terrorist has has found a way to use the system in Canada and get 10.5 he originally sued for 20 million Canadian dollars he's gonna get 10.5 and his family has some very interesting curious connections Kadir's dad was born in Egypt, and he was accused of being an al-Qaeda money man with ties to bin Laden. Qadir's dad, Ahmad Qadir, brought his family to Pakistan and Afghanistan, where he reportedly met al-Qaeda figures, including bin Laden, had terrorism training, and then he was killed by Pakistani troops. The dad was killed in 2003. Does this not make anybody crazy? We have somebody who killed an American in combat. He also wounded, severely wounded another. The man is blind in one eye. And now he sued Canada because he claims he was not protected by by the Canadian government and they were in league with America. He pled guilty to murder, attempted murder providing material support for terrorism, spying and conspiracy, and under a condition that he would serve most of the sentence in Canada. He got an eight-year sentence with no time served. And in 2012, he was transferred from Gitmo to his homeland in Canada. In 2015, a judge granted him bail. And he was appealing his convictions. The appeal is still going on, but it was after he was out on bail, he decided to file this suit. Now, this guy, this guy is going to get 10 and a half million Canadian bucks from the government of Canada. Canadians, how the hell do you justify this? How in the hell do you, do you allow this to happen? This guy is a convicted terrorist. First of all, I I have no idea what he's doing out on bail. It's insane. He was supposed to be in in jail in Canada until at least 2012. Thanks, Obama. Now, the, the American side of this, Sergeant Morris and Sergeant Spears' widow, sued Kadir in U.S. court. They sued unlawful death, winning $134 million in the judgment. Uh, They're not going to get any money from this guy unless Canada says, hey, we need to give that money straight to those Americans. At least it might help out a little bit. Tabitha Spear, the sergeant's widow. I'm sure she could use some help. I'm sure Sergeant Morris could also use support. Canada, uh, in typical Canadian fashion, says um, no comment from the public safety of Canada because uh, settlements are private. Well, the news is out. You, you guys are trying to give 10 and, 10.5 million Canadian buckos to a guy who killed one American severely wounded another. This is, this, th- there's no way this should have gone forward, no way. And it makes me wonder, in fact, what the hell we're doing focusing on building a wall across the Mexican border. If this is what's coming out of Canada, if these are the kind of people Canada will support over, over the American military over the American people who will fight for freedom I wonder why the hell we're not building a wall along the Canadian border Mike Opelka, on Pure Opelka we'll be right back
0: You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network Pure Opelka, with Mike Pelka.
1: Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Yeah, that, that Canadian story really, really got me angry. And I know some of you are Canadians. And some of you are conservatives. We have uh, conservative friends who live in Canada, and I'm sure they're upset about it too. I, I would hope that maybe the State Department would get involved and say, Hey, uh, Canada, hello. Can we, uh, can we maybe take a look at this? You're going to give this guy $10.5 And I'm sure his lawyer's already got, gotten a hold of a chunk of it, or will get a hold of a chunk of it. But how's about we take care of the people he injured and or killed? Just crazy. You heard Glenn Beck talking a lot about um, the story of the the video, John, Donald Trump uh, from the World Wrestling Federation, the World Wrestling Entertainment, that old videotape that had the CNN logo. See, I, I turned off pretty much most of news television from Saturday to last night, yesterday afternoon. And I still saw a good portion of outrage over this. And here's what I don't get. CNN, CNN rumored to be going after this person who posted it. There were rumors that it was a 15-year-old. And now apparently CNN saying, no, not true. Not true. Not a 15-year-old. Was an adult. Uh, that that fact, the fact uh, whether or not this this person who video with Trump's face and then uh, the CNN logo covering up Vince McMahon's face, that doesn't matter if, in fact, CNN said we reserve the right to post the person's identity depending on what they do. Well, CNN just released a statement on on this whole story saying quote CNN decided not to publish the name of the Reddit user out of concern for his safety. Oh, did you? Any assertion, the network blackmailed or coerced him is false. All right. They went on to say the user who is an adult male, not a 15 year old boy apologized and deleted his account before ever speaking with our reporter. CNN never made any deal of any kind with the user. In fact, CNN included its decision, in its included its decision to withhold the user's identity, in an effort to be completely transparent that there was no deal. Well, it's interesting they would say that. And you can dive into the words here that say um, CNN never made any deal of any kind with the user. In fact, CNN included its decision to withhold. Oh, they say here um, he deleted his account before ever speaking with our reporter. I wonder if that means the account was deleted before the person was contacted by CNN. Because CNN may have sent written notices to this person. Maybe. Maybe. I'm just saying there, there may have been uh, a case here. We, we need to know more. We need to know a lot more here. I'm, to say I'm dubious of CNN is to be an understatement, especially when we saw the videos last week from Project Veritas, which seemed to show CNN producers totally obsessed with the Russia situation without any attention to, oh, I don't know, those pesky things called facts. So CNN, uh, I'm dubious I'm going to remain dubious until such time <laughs> as you guys maybe address the videotapes from James O'Keefe until you answer what the heck that was all about. Was that real? What about Van Jones? You know, it's it's just really strange to me. And I, I go back to the uh, original statement that showed up. Uh, saying CNN is not publishing Han a Solo's name because he is a private citizen who has issued an extensive apology, showed his remorse by saying he has taken down all of his offending posts, and because he has said he is not going to repeat this ugly behavior on social media again. In addition, he said his statement could serve as an example to others not to do the same. CNN reserves the right to publish his identity should any of that change? Which, if those are the words from CNN, they're, CNN's making the rules here in social media. CNN certainly is using its global reach and power to tell this person how they should act. We will expose you if you dare not to follow our directions. As long as you remain a good A good person, meaning as long as you support what we want to support, we will go and and leave you in anonymity. This is a little disturbing to me. This in conjunction with the the anchor who this morning said live on television, your turn, Mr. President. Uh, I'm wondering what CNN has to threaten the president with. What else could be out there? I don't know. Keep following. Keep voting. And uh, if you want to weigh in, 888 three three nine three. 3393 Now, um, 14 people killed in a mass shooting. I don't know if you've seen this anywhere. It's not really being posted anywhere. And in, in, uh, here in America, 14 people killed, dead from gunfire. Um, I would have expected some sort of noise demanding gun control, demanding that, uh, that we make it tougher to own a gun. But the 14 people who died from Friday through 4th of July, Tuesday, 101 were shot, by the way. 101 people were shot, 14 died. Chicago. We'll talk about Chicago and guns and, and the audacity of the Chicago mayor to mock the New York City subways on the same weekend that his city was a awash with blood. Yeah, the hypocrisy is astounding. We'll deal with it next. I'm Piero Pelka.
0: Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Welcome back to Puro Pelka. By the way, usually a Wellness Wednesday discussion would happen here with our buddy, Dr. Jorge. Dr. Jorge had two days out of the office, which means his patients are all backed up (laughs) in his waiting room. So there won't be a Wellness Wednesday today. Uh, he will be back next week, and and he said uh, he apologizes. But if you want to watch him tonight, uh, he'll be. I'll tweet on a link to his podcast tonight. He's going to weigh in, and I'm curious to see how he did over the, over the Independence Day weekend when there were so many temptations. But we'll check in on that. I'll get to the Chicago uh, shooting numbers in a couple of minutes. Uh, Ralph is on the phone from Virginia. I think. Hi, Ralph. How are you, sir?
2: I'm uh, good, Mike. How was that
1: you, sir? How your holiday? Uh, good good, restful holidays. I couldn't quite get past uh, the 68th hot dog. Otherwise, I had Joey Chestnut in my sights. I, I was going to take <laughs> him down. But, you know, I I, I guess I'm just getting too old for this competitive eating thing. Yeah,
2: sir, I don't think so. You're all right.
1: <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so you you got a thought on the CNN uh, situation?
2: Yeah, a little a little theory. What do you think about CNN paying this guy to do that, knowing that uh, Trump, you know, would jump on it just to uh, you know just to you know keep it going? You know, keep oh. the punching. You know, going back and forth.
1: I, so you think this could have been this whole thing could have been dreamed up by CNN?
2: Why not? I mean, you know, they're they're you know they're, they're getting ready. To, you know, they're in the tank. You know, so they got they got to do something to bring some you know some some kind of attention to them besides being fake news.
1: Wow. See, I I try not to go automatically to. Uh, conspiracy theories and stuff like that. I, I Plus, I have a tendency to think even if CNN did create this character or said, hey, let's get somebody that we know to make this video and have him post it on Reddit, how can you be sure that the White House would take the bait? It's,
2: it's Donald Trump. Anything, <laughs> anything with his name in it, he's going to jump on it like a
1: like, on a like a bass on a June bug, as we used to say. Yeah, That's exactly I, right. You know, you can you can say that, Ralph. Um, I, I think I think it's hit or miss because you know there are a lot of people out there trying to troll the president. And you're right that that I don't know how CNN would know that an obscure post on a Reddit site on a Reddit thread would would then get the president to bite. That's a to me, that's a little bit of a reach. I've seen other um, other conspiracy You're not an Alex Jones listener, are you? No,
2: I can't stand that guy.
1: Okay, just checking, because you know, he's peddling all kinds of conspiracy theories. This is an interesting one, Ralph, but um, I, I have to tell you, I, I would take a pass on that one. Because I think too many, if he could be traced, can you imagine the story the guy would have to tell? to the rest of the media, oh, CNN paid me to do it, that'd be big trouble, I would think. You know.
2: I, but that's think, just I think CNN's got enough to, uh, to throw enough dirt on top of it to, to make it disappear.
1: Well, we'll we'll watch. It's certainly going to be interesting now. I think that the, the anonymity of the guy and uh, the follow-up today is going to put more pressure on somebody knows who this is. Somebody else out there knows who this person is, and they're it's going to be tough to keep their mouths shut. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a yeah, tough subject.
2: Well, as long as it's not coming from inside the White House, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the White House is pretty busy right now. They got a busy week, so uh, you know, I'm I'm hoping they'll have a successful week this week. I thought the the address to the vets and uh, to to the nation. Was really strong. I thought the president was great over the Independence Day weekend. So, other, other than Absolutely. that little present, that was the only thing that kept me going, uh, okay, do we really need this? Do we really need to see this? But we'll see. We'll see. All right. Anything else, Ralph, before I uh, dive back into the mess here?
2: Just want to let you know I'm heading back across to California to drop off some, some more furniture.
1: Well, California, there's furniture coming. And you know what? That's You're right. safe to defend yourself in California as that judge upheld the confiscation of the of the large capacity magazine. So uh, there's some common sense popped up in California at the end of last week. So that's a good thing.
2: Well, they need it.
1: Yeah, they sure do. Well, take care, my brother. Drive safely. Thank, Thank you. you, sir. Thank you. Bye. Another one of our over-the-road truckers out there following the Puro Pelka faithful. Uh, myriad topics to get to uh do do we get into I need a little more time on Chicago. do you know what I do want to do? I want to discuss this congressman from Louisiana who's being criticized for um, the selfie video that he took inside the Auschwitz gas chamber. This is a really interesting story. This is a story about uh, Representative Clay Higgins. Of Louisiana, a Republican, and um, he visited the Nazi concentration camp Auschwitz in in Poland, and he's getting a very a very hard time from many who are offended. And I will bet you, I will bet you, most of the people who are offended on Twitter did not watch Higgins' video at all. Didn't watch 10 seconds of it. And I'm going to give you a little flavor of it. Because I think Clay Higgins, who I believe has been on this show before. I believe it was a long time ago. But I believe Clay Higgins had his heart in the right place. The, the uh, website NOLA, New Orleans, Louisiana, N-O-L-A dot com, posted the five-minute video that he made. And it says, just in time for Independence Day, U.S. Representative Clay Higgins has a video message for America. But instead of visiting constituent cookouts, shooting off fireworks and waving the flag, Higgins delivers a stark dispatch from the Nazis Auschwitz concentration camp in Poland. And I'll just play you a little bit of the beginning because I really do think I really do think that you can you can call this a selfie video But I think he was actually trying to do something good.
2: Could be a railroad anywhere, right?
1: It's railroad tracks.
2: Except for this one's at Auschwitz, Birkenau. The expansion of Auschwitz, where four more large gas chambers were built. They could murder 2,000 people at a time. On these rails, rode those poor souls hauled in from all over Europe. It says many, as 20, 25% of them died on the train. Because sometimes the trip was 7, 8, 10 days. Had no food or water. Eventually, those who survived the trip ended up here. On these rails.
1: It's a cell phone video that he took as you saw the railroad tracks leading into Auschwitz, as you saw the tracks that you know meant certain death, basically, to everybody that rode those rail cars, those cattle cars. I don't think Clay Higgins was doing this to promote himself. I think Clay Higgins was trying to be a student of history. He walked inside the museum and showed the piles of shoes, the horrific pile of shoes that brings into focus the numbers of people who were murdered, ruthlessly killed by Hitler and the Nazis. He shows the empty cans of the poison that was used to destroy the lives, to snuff out the lives. He shows the cells, he shows the ovens, he shows the cells where the people would suffocate. I don't think this guy did this to make himself bigger. I think this was a a lesson that he learned that he wanted to share. I think this was, I actually think this is a, a pretty interesting thing and say I'm crazy, but I think he's giving a valid and vital message to the world. Here's the end of the statement.
2: The world's a smaller place now than it was in World War II. The United States is more accessible to terror like this, horror like this. It's hard to walk away from gas chambers and ovens without a very sober feeling of commitment, unwavering commitment to make damn sure that the United States of America is protected from the evils of the world
1: I don't think there's anything wrong I think this was well within the boundaries of good taste uh, some people who are upset with this have not seen it and I double-dog dare you anybody who says they're they're over there over their limit on patients, on stuff like this. Watch it. This is not Clay Higgins doing this for Clay Higgins. I actually was touched by this, too. He's wearing sunglasses because I think it's too much. I'll bet there are tears in his eyes. I'll tweet out a link to it. You watch it. You tell me. And we'll discuss. We'll discuss it with Dr. Wendy later in the show, too. Because there are calls for him to resign. Stop. We're not the United States of being offended. We're better than that. And we can look at harsh realities like this. And we can. We can learn. I wish we'd all just stop being so damn offended by everything. It's okay to be mad. Just don't be offended when you don't have to. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to Pure Opelka
1: on the Blaze Radio Network.
0: You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: I've told you guys about this for weeks now, weeks on end, and I I hope you're not doing what I did. Don't wait. If you're in pain, if you have chronic pain due to irritation in your joints, in your knees, your back, your hips, your neck, whatever, if it's inflammation, then Relief Factor may do for you what it did for me. It gave me my life back. I I play golf every day this weekend, and I am feeling as if I I was not out playing golf. I was able to be active virtually every day. And I will tell you, the one thing I do faithfully, regularly, I take Relief Factor breakfast, lunch, and dinner each day. I keep keep the little packets. If you saw my computer bag, there's... There's a constitution in there, and there are packets of relief factor just in case I'm stranded stranded on a desert island. It helped me greatly after just eight days. It has been now over 12 weeks. I I don't take any over-the-counter pain meds. I don't take prescription meds. I tried the three-week quick start pack. It's 1995. And most people see results, seven days, ten days. For me, it was day eight. Call them, 800 500-8384. 800-500-8384. Or go to relieffactor.com and do the research yourself. But it worked for me. And the only regret I have is that I waited two months before starting it. And now it's a part of my life. And all those other things are not. All natural, anti-inflammatory relief factor. Go to relieffactor.com. Call them. 800-500-8384. I will tell you what we played a little bit of the clay Higgins Auschwitz video. We just played you a little bit. It's five minutes long. And I posted a link to it with a quick vital question, a bonus vital question today. And I would love to know where you guys stand. Uh, I have also called out uh, a very, very liberal, famous person who I happen to respect as a comic. But I disagree with her on this subject. Her name is Judy Gold. She is loud. She is brash. She is anti-anything Republican. And I, I've, I've said to Judy, I don't think you watch the video. I think if you watch the video all the way through, you would have a different feeling on what this is. You would have a different. And we're, we're going to try and reach out, see if we can get a hold of Representative Higgins. I think I have a connection to him. I've also called out Emily Zanati, our friend, our millennial buddy, who is, uh, I, I think, a good, clear thinker. And uh, she, she seemed to liken it to millennials taking selfies at inappropriate locations. Currently, 50% of you think it was appropriate. 25 say it's inappropriate, and 25% can't decide. And I could see that tug of war. I wonder... Over the break, when we, when we go away for the headlines, go to the link, watch the video, then come back and tell me what you think. I want to hear what you guys think, but watch the whole thing. 888 900 is the phone number. 888 is the phone number. Or just go and vote on StuntBrain at StuntBrain.com. We'll be right back.
0: With Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.